First of all, I have a confession to make. Before Mike Lindell became the big Trump supporter, and we didn't know about him, I actually bought the pillow. And let me say, um, <laughs> it was like sleeping, it was like basically like sleeping on a manhole cover. It is like cement. It's like cement on your head. It's the worst thing. And you know that Trump in Mar-a-Lago with his gold-plated toilet is never going to sleep on that pillow. I'm just saying. You know how Joy was ranting about the my pillow not being yeah. actually yes. a good pillow. I forgot that I saved this post of a woman talking about that. Um, did you see that Cher also tweeted about it like in the last twenty four hours? Similar complaints. And then Cindy Lauper retweeted Cher and shared the same complaints <laughs> joy and share saying that they bought it she bought it on a whim while watching tv late at night and it's a horrible pillow and feels like sleeping on rocks well this person who posted in the official fan page of the view said there's no defense available for the crazy ceo of my pillow but that pillow is wonderful <laughs> for those with neck pain. I've bought two, one for home and one for when I visit the grandchildren. It does everything the commercials say with a 10-year warranty. Let's not twist the invention with the mad inventor. Oh my God. <laughs> she is saying literally the opposite of what Cher said. Cher said, never told story, but swear it's true with the hands up emoji. Like I swear. <laughs> have have touchy neck so try things one night i see kind of weird guy selling pillows and order one it was like sleeping on rocks so sent it back i thought i shouldn't say anything when i saw him with trump still kept and then like the emoji that's like red in the face with like swear words over its mouth now i don't care and then in quotations for some reason pillow sucks the inventor of the (laughs) the mad inventor of the pillow (laughs) (laughs) The mad scientist behind the pillow. Yeah. Are you ready for your challenge? I'm ready. 2003, most fascinating people. One of them's the most fascinating and one I just made up. Okay. The Fab Five from Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. Okay. Hillary Rodham Clinton. Okay. Donald, (laughs) Donald J. Trump. Who is the most fascinating mm-hmm. of that year, 2003? I think that Donald Trump was the most fascinating to Barbara in 2003. I think that the Fab Five were on the list. And I think that you made up Hillary Clinton. <laughs> Actually, I made up Donald <gasps> Trump, and Hillary Clinton was the most fascinating of God. 2003. Since her first time being the most <laughs> fascinating, 10 years ago, in 1993. So there's a pattern here of Barbara being yeah. fascinated by Hillary every 10 years. See, that's kind of why I thought that it was made up, because I was like, everything 
I don't think I couldn't remember anything notable that would have been from 2002 or three that would have put her at the top of the list again. She became a senator. (laughs) Great. And she's not the only person that is making their second appearance on the list this year. There's two other people that are making their second time Mm -hmm. uh, making the list in 2003. Yeah, can you guess who oh, they are? God. This is really hard. Um, so people that have already been on the list that are back for another fascinating round. Okay. I'm using, like, all two of my brain cells for this. I want to say... See, now I'm getting confused about who was on the list before, so I might say someone who I thought was on the list who wasn't even on the list before. So... There's no money on the line. <laughs> okay. I'm going to say Dennis Rodman and Michael Jackson. <laughs> Michael Jackson, I don't think has been on the list yet, but it's actually Martha oh. Stewart and Arnold Schwarzenegger. I never would have got, I never ever would have gotten those. <laughs> so shall we move on to 2004 just leaving it at that good thing there wasn't what? money on the line okay 2004 let's do it the founders of google mm-hmm. nancy pelosi carl rove i this is like pure shot in the dark for me with this year um i'm going to say the Googlers were top of the list. Um, who was the second person that you named? Nancy I'm going Pelosi. to say Nancy was on the list and Carl Rove was not on the list. <laughs> so Carl Rove was actually oh the most fascinating person of 2004. Uh, he was a new name to me. <laughs> so <laughs> he... Is credited with George Bush's gubernatorial campaigns. And he was referred to as the architect. Mm. And the founders of Google were on the list in 2004. And Nancy Pelosi was not fascinating that year. Not at all. (laughs) No one. To Barbara or anyone. So, you know, tough year. Yeah, what the hell? How did we go from like... So like celebrities, Tom Cruise <laughs> to Google people whose names you didn't even say <laughs> and Carl Rove. <laughs> I didn't say I was gonna make it easy <laughs> ever. You're like, it's not my most interesting people. <laughs> so I, I wanna share something with you that you haven't heard yet. Oh god. We always are very open to receiving dms and voice memos from anyone who listens Mm -hmm. we love to see it but every once in a while a message comes along that touches you and that changes your life (laughs) and we got a dm from someone named robert that i'd like to share it says hi i'm a big fan of the pod and so is my aunt liz she asked me to get this message to you because she's not good with technology She's upset that you aren't releasing more episodes. 
She keeps listening to the old episodes and says that at this point, she knows all the words and mouths along with it. I'm going to try to send the message she recorded for you as a voice message. Okay, voice messages attached. Good morning. It's uh, Tuesday. And yet again, I run to my iPhone to listen to see if there's a new podcast from you. It makes my day. But I got to tell you, it's really getting on my nerves. There seems to be no consistency. And it's a compliment in a way. But I wish you could be more specific on the times when you're going to pod, when you're going to talk. I think you guys are great. Um, And I even listen to the old ones over and over because it makes me smile. And it just makes this whole COVID crazy Twilight Zone trip just a little bit easier for me. So listen, have a great day, and somewhere, sometime, could you just throw in maybe when you're going to be always having to check? Not that I'm busy with other stuff, but you know what I mean. Like if you could say, okay, we'll probably be back next week, uh, Tuesday. (laughs) So have a good day, and thanks for listening. And listen, take a little time and enjoy the view. But wait, there's more. <laughs> Your podcast makes me happy. However, can we have a little more consistency? Every morning, I look forward to hearing something, and it's the same old, same old. It's a compliment in a very funny way. So do you listen to the same episodes over and over? That's how bad I'm getting. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's CNN or the View podcast. And then I found the words. <laughs> Along with the podcast? Yeah. I love her laugh. I love the girl. She's a lesbian, right? <laughs> yeah. No, I figured that one out the other day because I couldn't figure it out. And then she kept going on about the cute blonde on the view. Yeah. <laughs> she has a crush on her. And I went, oh, this makes sense. Quick learner. Uh, it'll come across like I'm a fucking nutcase. I do not understand if they're working from home why it's taking so long. Like, why can't they do it? I should have clarified those last two messages Robert says were outtakes from from them trying to record the message. Um, he also says... I'm crying. (laughs) He also says, she's my personal Joy Behar. She's (laughs) thrilled to have a way to get in touch with you and asked me to please tell you that A, she looks better than she sounds, and B, she totally agreed with you about Halloween. Her day was totally ruined because they weren't wearing costumes. The end. Liz... Oh my God, what a joy you've brought to my life today. I have tears in my eyes. I don't think I've laughed <laughs> like that in a very long time. <laughs> the part about me and Sarah, oh God. <laughs> so what do you have to say about Liz well, uh, <clears throat> asking for us to? Well, I think it wouldn't be 
fair to Liz to say that she's wrong. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I know that in the past, excuse me, I have to cough. Um, I know in the past we've had consistency struggles. We've had our ups and downs. We've had our ups and downs. And what's funny um, is I actually felt like in this new season since September, we've hit a really good stride of putting out episodes every two weeks. Maybe once once or twice we've faltered. We're only human. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think... Yeah, this season we have consistently done every two weeks mm-hmm. uh, until but, until we just took like a three week yes, break. That's the thing as well. And I also think that like because we've been very consistent on the Patreon, maybe we haven't been always as consistent on the non-Patreon. Um, but that's so, what we're striving to do. Yes. We so always listen. aim for every two weeks. Yeah. Yes, so if it seems like we are dropping them just willy-nilly, we're aiming for every two weeks, and the new episodes should be out, theoretically, (laughs) Mondays or Tuesdays every two weeks. Hypothetically. Hypothetically speaking. So listen, Liz, I get what you're saying. I'm I'm open to receiving your criticisms, and I will take them and try to apply them moving forward. That being said... The joy that your message brought me <laughs> far outweighs any negative feelings I could ever take from that. So thank you so much for that message. And thank you, Robert, for coordinating. Very much appreciated. God. <laughs> what else is there to say? She said it all, I think. I feel like Liz is a star and mm-hmm. I would love to hear more Mm-hmm. I'd love to hear from you again. I would like to know your thoughts, more of your thoughts on The View and yes. your thoughts on the co-hosts, your thoughts on The View from home. I hope you will write to us again. Yes. Yes. I loved hearing what Liz thought about Halloween and what she agreed with us on. I would like to hear if there are any standout moments that come up that she does or doesn't agree with us or the view. Drag Send us. us drag us. Send us your thoughts. And I'm glad that my laughter has helped anyone during the twilight zone of quarantine and i just want you to let you know that you and sunny hostin have have that in common (laughs) because sunny did say i love the woman who laughs so so there you go she said she loved your laugh she said that she loved my laugh okay well (laughs) listen (laughs) I'm just on cloud nine with that message. Oh, God. (laughs) I have a few view updates that I could share with you. Please do. So remember how Paula Ferris retired? (laughs) Yes. And I told you that she no longer works for ABC. And that meant the end of Journeys of Faith. Mm -hmm. It really was hard to understand but we made it there yes, we got it eventually you got me there <laughs> yeah well not long ago she posted a 
picture of a like soundboard that kind of looked like mm. DJ equipment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she was like, watch this space. <laughs> well, since then, she is re-entering the podcasting space and she is back with a brand new show it's not journeys of faith it's called the paula ferris podcast Ooh! i feel like she should have gone with the paula ferris experience but that's just me (laughs) okay i just also have to acknowledge i can't believe paula ferris found a sound studio before normani but anyway (laughs) Well, she also. I'm actually glad you brought that up because I was looking at her Instagram before recording today, and she has all of these stories up of her building her at home studio in wow. her office in South Carolina or wherever she mm-hmm. moved. And she said something that kind of like surprised me. And I actually need help deciphering this. Okay. So I screen recorded it. She okay. said she said something that I was like and a oop sponge paint So this is her painting the the studio. Okay. Sponge paint apply part of the appearance we have covid and we haven't left the house nor have we really showered but it's finally happening just apply it you can see Wait. It a little bit Does she mean so when she says we have covid does she mean we, my family, has COVID currently, or is she speaking like we as a society, <laughs> we as a society are experiencing COVID? Because those are two different things. I don't know. Like if she, if she, she definitely said the words, we have COVID, mm-hmm. but she's also doing physical labor as she's mm-hmm. saying it and is painting. So it's like, it, if she has it, it must not be affecting yeah. her. But I need I'm... confirmation, Paula. You can't just say, we. Yeah. Ha- my family has COVID. I'm leaning towards, she meant it like, we as a society have COVID happening. <laughs> That's what I'm leaning towards, but it is uh, quite a, a thing to, to throw out there with no follow-up. Classic Paula. <laughs> She's already had her first... View co-host guest on her show. Wow. Can you guess who it would be? Sarah. No, it's none other than Candace Cameron Bure. <gasps> wow. She's got a children's book to promote, and she's more than happy to stop by the Paula Ferris experience. <laughs> I wasn't going to listen to it mm-hmm. because... That doesn't sound like fun. Yeah. But I did end up putting it on and just kind of like having it in the background. And they did talk about the view a little bit, but it was it was just kind of like them complaining about how hard it was. <laughs> this is people's review of our episodes. <laughs> <laughs> but like it was them being like, it was the hardest job we ever had and like we were both relieved when it was over type of vibes. Hmm. And Candace also kind of said like the reason that she left was true. Like she left because she was too busy with Hallmark and because she was yeah. flying back and forth. But she also yeah. said that part of the reason that she left was the election and Donald Trump getting oh. elected because she would have had to sit there and argue and defend like why she voted for Trump and she's yeah. not a political commentator. No. It's she's like her idiot. reasons her reasons are that 
like she thinks that like Jesus spoke to her and told her to vote for Trump <laughs> and also that it's okay to be homophobic. Yeah. Like those are her reasons. It's not even something that you can like argue with. But the thing that got like picked up by a few news articles was this moment where Paula is like joking with her and she's like, I wish I could be in a Hallmark movie. And then she's like, well, how hard could it be? Can I be oh, in yeah. one? And then Candace is like slightly offended by this. Mm-hmm. And she she's like, can we talk about this for a second? <laughs> she's like, are you a professional actor? No. So you can't oh be in a Hallmark movie. Oh my god. And then she was like, I could probably get you like a background non-speaking part. But if you're it's not as easy as you think it is to act in one of these Hallmark movies. Oh my god. You know what? It's because <laughs> it's like in order to convince Candace that she had to go to Manitoba to film that movie, they drilled it into her, to her head that she is a an a frontline essential worker. So now she like <laughs> Like, not just anyone can step into one of those movies. You have to be an essential worker to do so. Which, like, I get. (laughs) Sure. Do I think, do I think that Paula could step into one of those movies and and be totally fine? Yes. Oh, my God. Paula could absolutely do any role in one of those movies. Yes. Switch for Christmas 2, Here She Comes. (laughs) It's kind of funny, Elizabeth, um, Candace is promoting her children's book right now that I think is about like a puppy or something. Mm-hmm. And then at the same time, Elizabeth Hasselback is actually promoting her book, which is also a children's book. It's wow. called The Fleshlight at Night. Or Excuse something. me? <laughs> Sorry, one more time. It's called Flashlight Night, An Adventure <laughs> in Trusting God. What? Yeah. Flashlight wow. night. Flashlight night. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so she went on the Hoda and Jenna Bush show mm-hmm. to promote that. And they actually opened the interview by asking her about Survivor. They were like, you, they're like, you were so young then. Like, mm-hmm. I can't, that doesn't even look like you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and she said it was traumatic. Oh my god. The They're book- like that doesn't even look like that see that looks looks like a nice person. When I see that person, they look nice <laughs> and kind. <laughs> um the 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 book that she wrote, I guess it's kind of about the premise of the book is so weird. It's like it's like a little it's it's very creative. It's um about writing your prayers on a chalkboard, I guess, and like okay. using a flashlight on the chalkboard so as she's explaining the book she's sitting in front of a chalkboard that has like prayers written on it and she Uh also has like a mini flashlight and she keeps pointing to the chalkboard and like putting flashing the flashlight on the chalkboard she doesn't really explain why like she sort of does but i don't think she realizes that it's not making any it's not clicking yeah um (laughs) But, okay, the reason I wanted to bring this up is because I also looked at this interview that she posted um, where she went back to Fox and Friends and mm-hmm. to, to promote the book. And one of the hosts makes this little side comment about The View at the end of the interview. And Elizabeth just completely ignores it. Oh, God. 
And um, but I do miss you all, and I get to catch glimpses of you this way. But let me tell you, even waking up on Central Time was a struggle. Tim's like, let you, are you going to get up? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the good news is the view starts at twelve. So if something opens up, those were good times. <laughs> Oh, you all right. are all so fun. <laughs> what? Dude, like, she's like talking about how she hated getting up early. Yeah. And they're like, well, the good news is the view starts at 12. So if a spot opens up, like that, you could take and that spot goes, back. And she's like, hmm, you're all so fun. <laughs> Just like, I'm not even going to acknowledge that yeah. you said that. Like, she should be proud that she yes. hosted the view for a decade. Like, it's weird because it seems like she's not proud of every of any work that she does. Like That's I don't true. need to like psychoanalyze her, but like it's strange that after every like job that she finishes and moves on to the next thing, she then acts as if she's like embarrassed of whatever it was that she did, even though she's like quite accomplished in terms of like TV and broadcasting. You're so right because even when they were talking about even when on Hoda and Jenna when they were talking about Survivor she was like Mm -hmm. oh yeah I think I remember I was a footwear designer for Puma back then it's like you think you remember like yeah like that is a big thing that you should be like (laughs) not embarrassed of yeah continuing on with my (laughs) updates from all of the conservative hosts of The View great (laughs) please more there's this, it's not that big, but there's just this little thing that I saw where Abby Huntsman did like a little interview with a Utah publication called mm-hmm. the Deseret News. And, okay. um, you know, we don't get to hear from her often. And she was, when you think about it, she had a pretty like weird year after she yeah. left The View. And so yes. there's just a couple quotes of her like reflecting And I just want to read them. It says, this year, I quit my job. We lost the campaign. I got (laughs) COVID-19. You can check the list of how many things didn't go as planned, but I honestly wouldn't change it. I think it teaches you resilience. If you never experience failure, failure, you don't know what it feels like to really succeed. Career needs to be something that makes you happy when you wake up in the morning. A year ago, people would say, you have it all. On paper, I did. I went from living in New York and working at The View to doing laundry and wiping mac and cheese off the floor every day. It's the opposite of where I thought I would be, but I've never felt more sure about what living a happy life means. I am so engaged with my kids and myself, I can actually hear the birds chirping. In New York, there were so many days where I'd be rushing to work, checking Twitter, calling the nanny, studying up for the show, and just running on that treadmill. Birds never crossed my mind. (laughs) From Abby's mouth to my ears. Birds never crossed my mind. Like, doesn't that sound like a follow-up to, like, Nelly Furtado? Like, an, it's like the sequel to I'm Like a Bird. Or the, it's like the prequel. Yeah. Yes. Um, well, she sounds like she's doing well. <laughs> the thing is, like, the worst, like, well, a lot of those things would be bad for mm-hmm. a normal person yeah but for someone who comes from a billionaire family it's all yeah. 
It's all birds. It's all birds. And I feel like she's always been the Beth. And so <laughs> in her in her mind, like in her mind, she's always been the Beth. And so like a little um, unemployment and COVID-19 for her, she was probably like, yep. Like, <laughs> yeah, sounds sounds about right for Beth. So, like, I think that that's why she's able to look at it in such a positive way. For me, she may have thought she was the Beth, but for me, she was the Beth of both worlds. <sighs> I don't know. I tried. For me, she was the Lori Hole. <laughs> So I, I also have this this page six article that came out about Megan or connected to Megan. Mm-hmm. It says Megan McCain is losing a powerful ally with the resignation of ABC News chief. Megan McCain has lost her most powerful ally at The View. ABC News President James Goldston, who oversees the daytime fixture, shocked employees throughout the network's news division on Thursday by announcing his resignation, you. But sources tell us that no one relied on him more than Megan. She should be very nervous now. Her cover has left the building, one source said. Despite the show's notoriously high turnover of hosts, the abrasive McCain has kept her seat at the table despite butting heads with main host Goldberg and the Twitterverse regularly calling for her ouster. Meanwhile, co-host Joy Behar has made her displeasure with her so clear that when McCain returned from maternity leave, Behar told her on air, I did not miss you, zero. Yet, she suffered no consequences. Goldston has for years been seen as Megan's apologist. Same. She used him as leverage against other talent. An ABC insider told us he's been Megan's voice in the room. He's taken on Whoopi in defense of Megan. They added that when people have complained about McCain's behavior, he's told them, get over it. It's TV. (laughs) Again, you. Me to Twitter. (laughs) Another ABC source denied Goldston and McCain's chummy relationship. He's certainly not her defender. Ally would not be the word. Things happen and there are continued steps to solve them. Issues get addressed, the source said. A spokesperson for ABC told us McCain has nothing to worry about now that Goldston's out. This is ridiculous. This combo of co-hosts has The View delivering its best numbers in seven years. Megan is a valued member of the team, and no one is talking about any changes to the table. What table? Sarah's Sarah's little desk? Well, maybe they should change it and give her a slightly bigger table so that she's not (laughs) sitting next to a nightstand. (laughs) But wow. Yeah. I, um, this is interesting to me because maybe you have, but I hadn't heard this name before, uh, with regards to like the view or especially with Megan. No, it says he's the ABC News mm-hmm. chief. But like, I feel like I constantly hear people with so similar titles like that. Yeah, like, but I've never heard that name been thrown out before. Yeah, but I feel like this probably means nothing. <laughs> but because like, has anything changed so no. far? No. Mm-mm. Bring back. So some Abby. more. Some more fine reporting. Oh, 
Speaking of Megan, though, and speaking of this, I did not miss you zero mm-hmm. moment. Joy Behar actually recently appeared on Michael Cohen's podcast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming he's out of prison now. Yeah. And okay. Rosie has been on the podcast, too. Okay. It's called Mia Culpa, which is not a drag name. It's the podcast name. <laughs> and, I mean, I don't love that for her. So, yeah, Joy went on his podcast, and I guess they were talking with The View, and he asked her some sort of question about, like, turning down the temperature at The View. Okay. And and this whole I did not miss you situation. So I didn't listen to the podcast, but I saw an article on Hollywood life that was quoting Joy, you know, Joy, the Hollywood life star. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So this is what Joy had to say. She said, you know, it's not really easy to do the show when I'm sitting in a room in my house and I can't have a conversation with anybody because they can't hear me and I have to raise my hand and somebody sees that I want to say something and then maybe they'll come back to me, Joy explained. It's not the mm-hmm. usual kind of show that it used to be where you could have bantering going on. And then it says, Michael Coaxter asking if she wanted to lower the temperature on the show when talking about politics, especially after her spat with Megan. In response to that, Joy says, I don't like this format. I think it's very restrictive and hard to do, but it's what we have at the moment. And as far as Megan and I are concerned, we totally disagree politically, but she loves Joe Biden and she claims she didn't vote for Trump. So we can meet over that point. It's my job. It's my job. I could be sitting there with Joseph Stalin, and I guess I'd have to deal with it. I love that she (laughs) seemingly downplays the Megan thing, but then also two seconds later, almost like (laughs) compares it to working with Joseph Stalin. (laughs) Very interesting and very cool. Yeah. Um, well, Joy, we agree as viewers about <laughs> format not working and being tired of this format and not allowing um, banter. So, yeah, you know, at least she's aware. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I can't take this. Everyone gives a speech show. I know. And it's like it's either everyone gives a speech and then when they do get to do more fun topics and everyone wants to like banter it sucks because they all just end up talking over each other and then all going quiet at the exact same time for like five <laughs> seconds. Like, which is, is pain. I don't know what's more painful to watch that or the like speeches. Yeah. It's like, it's the delay. Like the delay is killing everything. Yep. I guess we don't have the technology to eliminate the delay. Yeah. So I think you saw this. Megan also responded Uh, regarding this fight with joy that happened earlier in the year on watch what happens live andy cohen asked her about that Mm -hmm. so it's been such a rough re-entry into back into the view i mean i was on maternity leave for three months i had a really hard birth actually i remember texting when i was in the hospital i had preeclampsia i had to have a magnesium drip sc knows because i called facetime you more than a few times crying because it was so intense And I had a really hard time getting back to work. I thought I would be back by the election. So just like that process of getting back was a lot. And then this week back, this past week back with 
just the show the way it is. And then obviously everything going on in the country and the horrible, horrific attack on our capital, it's just been a lot. And I will say, I missed everyone. I'm Even if some people didn't miss me, I miss the show. We're a family. All these women were at my dad's funeral. We've been through a lot of together. And I, I miss being on the show. And I hope that we can all be examples, myself included, for where the country should go forward. Because whether we like it or not, like, I'm not going anywhere on the show. Joy's not going anywhere on the show. We all have to live and coexist together, just like Americans right now, which is a, you know, a little deep for an answer. But we're all going to try and coexist. And I really want to have us all move forward. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Um, I don't know. I didn't really see if she was like making the connection that like because it's been difficult, she's struggled to like re-enter the view or if she was more so just saying that like the whole thing has been hard. Yeah, she just sounded like like normally she would be like Joy and I love arguing with each other. Yeah. This time she was like I'm a little sad. <laughs> yeah, she was like it was a really hard birth it was a really hard like post-birth I wanted to be back earlier and it was hard to come back and to be arguing (laughs) it's like yeah it sounds like it was (laughs) I don't know like I I still um I still as a viewer don't really know what the vibe is between them because like some days it does feel like they're not happy with each other and then other days they're all like laughing and having fun so the last few weeks on the view Mm -hmm. they focused mainly on like really specific political topics yeah i feel like you kind of had to have like a political science degree to understand (laughs) some of it they talked Mm -hmm. about marjorie taylor green yes i always want to call her barbara (laughs) (laughs) they talked about it ad nauseum i personally tried to stay out of the marjorie taylor green news cycle as much as possible because it seemed one of those things that was in the news cycle every single day but every day we only received one percent more of information so it was like just an ongoing of the same things being repeated so i kind of bowed out halfway through i was (laughs) like this seems like this seems like one that i could miss and not miss anything Yeah. Like this, I don't know if this affects my life and I don't think I need to hear about it. (laughs) And I just avoided it. And so far that has worked out. (laughs) I had to remove myself from the news cycle about halfway through. And so now unclear where we are. Basically, the only um, updates I'm now still seeing about it are from Megan's Twitter feed. So I think... So if, if I'm basing it solely on that, We're I think it might be over. Yeah, we almost might be out of the woods or we are out of the woods. Yeah. So they also... T- it was also one of those things where like I wanted to close my eyes and just uh, pray for the best. Like let go and let God and just hope that Jesus took the wheel and that they would drive us out of crazy town because it was almost too frightening to look. Yeah. Teleport us to Mars. Yes. So they also had, they had Bernie Sanders on The View. 
they had mm-hmm. a great guest, which was Wendy Williams. Yes. And I feel like everyone on the internet that like watches The View just was like so happy that day. Yeah. <laughs> And they also had Brandy on last week, yeah. which was really unexpected. But like, I love that Brandy is one yeah. of my favorite singers. They talked about Cinderella as well, which was like mm-hmm. very, very nice. Although I definitely would have preferred that they had Amy Klobuchar on. Oh my god! I just don't feel like I'm getting enough of her voice Amy. right now. <laughs> Like, I just think, like, that would be a way better guest than any of those ones would be. <laughs> we never get to hear from her, so and I, think, I just like, would have appreciated Yeah, it. if for some reason, like, they're not able to get Amy Klobuchar, <laughs> then I don't understand why they couldn't at least get Pete Buttigieg. <laughs> so, not sure what's going on with The View yeah. right now. It's they're falling apart at the seams, and it's showing, Yeah. They, okay, one of the topics that they discussed was about... Joy contains the abilities to surprise you and delight you with every topic that comes up. Well, I wanted to actually read you... the. I want to introduce this topic the way that Joy introduced it. Because Please do. Because they discussed the whole GameStop stock saga. And Mm -hmm. these are Joy's exact words explaining to the audience what the situation was. She says, the big story today is this GameStop saga. Okay, it's blowing up. But if you're like me and you don't care about it or you're not quite sure what it is, you're not alone. It happens to be being hailed as a David V. Goliath story of regular people beating Wall Street giants at their own game. So that's refreshing, you know? The big guy is killing the little guy, vice versa, from that, which is the usual thing. Uh, Hedge fund, big shots are losing billions. That's pleasant. (laughs) Leaving someone on the verge of bankruptcy. Even more delightful. It's always fun to see hedge funders getting screwed, isn't it? (laughs) Megan, why should I care about this story? Tell me. Just hitting all of the points, I think, for me. What? Like, Marie, I know you bought (laughs) some stocks. What exactly is going on? Okay, so what's funny about this is I actually forced myself to find out what, first of all, what the stock market is. Second of all, how does one simple human being buy one piece of stock? (laughs) I found this out like two weeks before any of this happened. Co- coincidentally, I personally did not <laughs> What's the coincidence? Buy. Well, it's a coincidence because I just did it not knowing all of this stuff would end up happening like two weeks later. Okay. So um, I didn't pr- buy a GameStop sto- stock, but like I forced myself to try to learn what was happening with it. And it's basically, I think that, I think um, Megan kind of explained it probably better than I could but in the simple way it's like all of these hedge fund men people billionaires which I'm pretty sure is what Abby's husband I (laughs) I could be wrong but I think he does something like that so Abby's husband bet against GameStop basically so they like said this is 
not going to be worth anything for a while. So they do a bunch of stuff where they basically they're borrowing the stocks and then selling it back to the company. And it's it's very it's too complicated for my um, two brain cells to understand. But they basically are betting that this stock will be uh, very like of low value. And then a bunch of people on Reddit, and I'm talking like hundreds of thousands of people, got together and bought into this stock, which makes the price go up. So the people who bet against it and thought it would stay at a low value then screwed themselves because instead of having to pay back something that cost $1, now they have to pay back something that costs like $100. Uh-oh. And they instead of, they didn't just buy one of them, they bought thousands of them and which one did so you then buy? they end up well i didn't buy gamestop i bought literally like two shares of like blackberry and a couple of other ones that are very low cost just because i it, i basically was thinking of it as like um a scratch ticket like we're not talking <laughs> we are not talking major investments here we are talking me being too lazy to walk to the 7-eleven to buy a scratch ticket and instead spending my three dollars on the stock so and you're like so maybe that, is that the one level. will get its turn someday exactly so that's the level that i was operating at but people um were buying thousands that like people were putting in like fifty thousand dollars into this and getting returns in the millions like in like the the like uh 15 millions so it was really wild because then all of these hedge fund people who thought that it would be worth something low ended up having to pay back all of this money which i guess affects the stock market across the board you know yeah i feel like carrie bradshaw when she goes to (laughs) when she has to go to the stock market to (laughs) ring the bell (laughs) that's my level of like of no of knowledge yeah well about the stock market megan was incredibly researched on this topic and she explained mm-hmm. all the main points as you did. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but like the main takeaway was her being like, all you really need to know, like politically, is that yeah. like both sides hate Wall Street. This is why you should also care. On the left and the right, the Bernie Sanders and the Trump supporters, the one thing that unites both of these people, Ted Cruz and AOC, they hate Wall Street. They hate Wall Street and they hate what they're doing. So what happened was that there's um, a company called Robinhood. I don't think we have it here in Canada. It's a different thing here, but it's like an app that allows anyone to just buy stock. And when all of this started happening, Robinhood started like locking out users and and not functioning in order to prevent people from buying more stock, mm-hmm. which they had never done before. And it sounds like that's that shouldn't be legal. Like it sounds crazy that Robin Hood would be taking the side of like the stock market and the hedge fund people to in order to prevent them from losing more money and it's because it is kind of it it does it is corrupt and so politicians from both sides were saying like this company shouldn't be able to shut people out from buying stock so Megan took that and was like this further proves my point that like the tech overlords have too much control over politics and 
and the economy. They are doing what Facebook and uh, Twitter have done to President Trump. They are changing the rules midstream. And I think this is a great example, among other things, having aside from Wall Street, just how much power tech overlords have over all of us from our, our money to our, our social media to our, our, our platforms, everything in between. But it's like, I don't think that's a fair comparison because Twitter rules have always been if you incite violence, you get banned. And they just never applied that to Trump up until when they finally did. Like, I don't think it's a fair comparison to make, but I see that she, she found a way to it to, for it to, to serve her. her point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, to like serve her point that like tech has gone too far. Right. But there's many times in a hot topic that becomes a spicy moment where Megan is being naughty, but <laughs> she was being perfectly normal. And in fact, yeah. she was trying to help everyone understand what this yeah. story was about. And so she keeps being like, did that help Joy? Like, did that help? Like, mm -hmm. do you get it? And Joy just keeps ignoring her and like making jokes. Okay. Did that help? I don't know. I called my financial manager. He doesn't even know what it's about. <laughs> Did that help? I'll try to figure it out. <laughs> Whatever. And then Anna jumps in and she's starts, uh, she says she doesn't even understand. Mm -hmm. And referring to the tweet that, what, that Ted Cruz retweeted of AOC being like, I agree. Yeah. Anna is like, Am I supposed to be celebrating because they agree? Like, Anna thinks the entire yeah. topic is about Ted Cruz and AOC. Am I supposed yeah. to be shooting off flare guns because they agree? And then she says, yeah. then she goes on this rant about how the Republican Party and Ted Cruz are inciting the insurrection. And mm -hmm. she says that she's not going to applaud anything he does because He's a gaslighter. The Republican Party continues, uh, you know, being beholden to a man that has destroyed the party and continues being the place where whack jobs who are, you know, QAnon conspiracy theorists and a threat to America, like Mar Marjorie Taylor Greene, are finding a home. So I'm not going to focus on Reddit or Robin Hood or any of those other terms I don't know. I'm going to focus on the fact that Ted Cruz has blood on his hands and that's what I care about. And then mm -hmm. Megan is like, totally. But <laughs> you, there is a reason why you like should care about the GameStop thing. Like this is the topic at hand. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's like, like back to the topic. She's like, actually, like, I do think like people should care about this one little part of it because like if the stock emit stock market were to plunge, uh -huh. it could impact everyday people which like yeah. I don't know if she's right or not, but like she like well you, there is a one reason why you should care about this, and it's because that could happen. Yeah. And Joy, as Megan is saying this, just starts laughing. So we should care a little bit. I know everyone's saying Reddit and all these things don't matter, but they do matter to a lot of people, and it could have. I can hear you laughing, Joy, but there are real bottom line implications. I'm not laughing. And, and ramifications I'm not for laughing this. Laughing at you. And she's going to continue speaking, but then Anna just comes in at a ten, at an eleven, really, and she's yeah. just like. <laughs> If they want to help average Americans, send them a check. It's like Anna's talking about another topic. A different topic, Like talking yes. about getting COVID relief to people yes. now. 
Well, I just well, look, can hear I think laughing that in Miami. I'm not laughing. No, they want I'm laughing because I think you bring it. I know that it's millennials doing this, but it does matter. It does matter if they want to have average Americans figure out how to send a check. To okay, let me say this. There's a very quick way to help average Americans. Send them a, a check. Send them a check. Agree on what on how much we're going to send them as a check to help the people who can't pay their who can't pay their rent. Forget about stocks. I, I just, they can't I, pay their food bill. So you know, I just, I just don't think that. Agree on the COVID relief bill, or I maybe just think agree it's on a, raising the minimum wage, and then you can lecture me. I'm not lecturing. I'm not lecturing anyone. I'm not. Look, I'm not trying to lecture anyone. I just think it's an important okay. story. I only was giggling because I think Megan has missed her calling as a financial advisor. Like I really don't. I. D it was hard to make sense of because it was like. Megan was having one conversation with Joy, and then Joy was like, you couldn't tell if Joy was um, responding to what Anna said or what Megan said, and then Anna wouldn't let Joy speak to clarify like what was going on. I was just like, why is Anna so fired up at like Megan right now? <laughs> like, Did they yeah. have a fight like that we didn't see? <laughs> because I can't figure out why she's yelling at Megan right now. Yeah, it was like, if Joy had been able to say that a minute before, <laughs> it would have been fine. She would have just explained why she had giggled. Instead, it was like, it seemed like they were all fighting just because Anna wanted to, like, get up because Anna was upset in that moment about something that was completely off topic. And I don't know where it came from. Yeah. And, like, usually I can kind of go back and like analyze where the breakdown <laughs> took place like a play by play yeah but <laughs> analysis. i yeah. i really can't figure out like why anna no. came in so hot at that moment because usually it's like they're taught like someone's annoyed that they were interrupted mm -hmm. she wasn't interrupted like <laughs> no the only thing that i can think of is that like maybe she just fully un misunderstood what the like main point of the topic was maybe she did think that the main point of the topic was ted cruz and aoc maybe that was her takeaway and so she, it made sense in her mind to go from that point to her point I but nobody else was on that page or let alone that book and so it did not make sense i definitely never expected the GameStop topic to go this way. <laughs> and you just never know. No. There was another topic, or there was actually, this is not a hot topic, but there was another segment that went awry on The View, mm -hmm. and it was when Van Jones stopped by to promote his new documentary with Megan. Mm -hmm. I actually did not know that liberals don't like van jones anymore <laughs> like i didn't know <laughs> like i don't follow van jones closely so i didn't uh -huh. know that like people don't like him right <laughs> and so he has a new documentary with megan and it's about like bridging divides yeah it's about like racism in america and like reaching it's trying to reach like like Trump people and like yeah we talked about it when the first trailer came out and my impression then which is the same now that I've heard them talk about it more is that it's kind of trying to pull Republicans away from the Trump like the Trump Republican trying to pull them back into 
what the Republican Party was before and understand the point of view of Democrats more. That's the vibe that I get from it. And like Megan talks a lot about how she is concerned about the divide that the country is going in where it's like far right and far left. So this whole thing just seems like it's trying to make it so that people can work together again and not just be like screaming at each other. But gone are the days of Barbara Walters promoting her 2020 specials on The View in peace because yes, (laughs) anytime a co-host wants to promote something, it's like it could really go south now. Like it's not a safe space to promote your project. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because it's not a safe space to promote any of your project your book your documentary whatever it may be because, and so Sonny and Anna who I guess would consider Van Jones like a former colleague may I'm not yeah. sure if Sonny directly worked with him or not but Anna seems to have at CNN yeah. they have a bone to pick with him Sonny starts out by asking him like she mentions about how like Van Jones mission has been to reach across the aisle yeah and but she said many would call you a political opportunist you said this and i quote donald trump and i get beat up by liberals every time i say this but i'm going to keep saying it he has done good stuff for the black community opportunity zone stuff black college stuff there's a side to donald trump that i think he does not get enough credit for yet just recently you cried uh, on cnn when joe biden was elected the 46th president um, and you said it's easier to be a parent now character matters now truth matters you even mentioned george floyd and said a lot of people felt they couldn't breathe People in the black community don't trust you anymore. And uh, so he responded by saying, like, that's not the full quote. Like, I think that he did do good things, but he doesn't get credit because of all the horrific things that he's also done. So he answers his question and then he finishes and the camera goes back to Joy. She's asleep. Mm -hmm. People need champions, whoever's in that White House. I've got a responsibility to go in there and advocate and try to get people home out of prison. I'm going to keep doing it, whoever's in that White House. Oh, we're back. You're finished? We'll have more with Van Jones when we come back. Like, she has, she's gone. Like, she's left the building. And I will say, like, if you haven't watched it, uh, he spoke for a long time and he was very very um at not like i don't want to agitated isn't the right word he was very like um, it was a tense interview yes he was like defending himself very passionate he was speaking very passionately that's the word about what he was talking about so he was very animated and so when it cuts to someone who is asleep there's a very big contrast (laughs) Like, she was representing the viewers at home. (laughs) (laughs) She fully was, like, didn't realize that she was driving the car. Like, what an absolute queen. Like, (laughs) that is, like, that kind of, it's very reminiscent of Wendy Williams starting to eat her salad before they had gone to commercial. Yes. Like, oh, you're done? Oh, we're on break? (laughs) i just like i couldn't help like i just was imagining what he must have thought in that moment to like be speaking about something that you're he was basically like defending himself and being so passionate about it and then for people to be like oh were you done (laughs) 
I just feel like everyone has like such different energy. Like no one seems yeah. to like mat like they can't like meet energies. Like <laughs> all of the co-hosts are like on their own vibe and not doing the same thing. <laughs> so then it's Megan's turn to ask him a question. And she starts talking about her dad and how he would always reach across the aisle. And she's like, so if you if you love my dad, then you have to love reaching across the aisle. And mm-hmm. her energy in this question was so intense. It just kept ramping up and ramping up and ramping up. She gets so intense about these conversations about the division b- between the two sides. And like, so it came across as if someone was like questioning her point of view like but she was just teeing up the question (laughs) for him so i don't want anyone coming up to me saying they love my dad and they love the work he did unless they're going to live in his spirit which is what you're doing as well just from a different perspective and because of that we teamed up on this documentary together because we think many americans are misunderstood right now i don't think that there's any way to come to the table with extremists who traffic in dangerous dog whistles and conspiracy theories but i do worry about the path we're headed down if we write off a huge swath of this country as irredeemable won't that push millions of Americans further to the fringe? She just wanted to say, it was like, <laughs> you know what it was? She just wanted to say her opinion, but then she yes. made her voice go up to form it into a question. The, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yes. <laughs> Which is also kind of an iconic move. Yes. <laughs> um, but then it's Anna's turn. And she mm-hmm. takes us on a journey of questioning. <laughs> because, again, I didn't really know that everyone hates Van Jones. Like, I did not yeah. know. My reference point from him, for him is that time that Megan was, like, in a fight with Joy. And she was like, well, I'm going to go on the Van Jones show. Oh, and yeah. then we can have a real conversation. Yeah. So Anna is, like, saying how her and Van are similar and that... When they worked at CNN, they lost a lot of their Republican followers before Mm -hmm. calling out Trump. And then she was like, but all of a sudden, now you're working with nepotism Barbie and Ken and taking (laughs) pictures with Eric Trump and Candace Owens. How Mm -hmm. did you go from being a critic to being in the White House posing for pics with Candace Owens? Mm -hmm. Just like dragging. And I will also add that like they had already had this conversation so it's like Sonny had brought up the quote-unquote him being a quote-unquote political chameleon in the other segment they were now moved on to the segment of talking about the documentary so like Anna's question made sense with what Sonny had brought up but they had now moved on to a different topic and Anna (laughs) still needed to ask this she needed to know specifically why he took a photo with eric yeah. trump and candace, candace owens, owens. yeah Van, you did things like but you did and things... democrats and i give them credit okay, where it's but, due and i kick them in the but butt you, when it's good but you did things like take smiling pictures with candace owens who i think yes. is very hurtful okay do you not regret that do you not see that you're giving no. her legitimacy you don't regret taking pictures, pic- uh, smiling took- pictures with Candace Owens. I, I mean, how does that help the issue? And then they're like out of time. So Joy's like, you're going to have to take it outside. <laughs> and he can't respond. And she's like, take a nap, Van. 
And as she's trying to throw to commercial, Joy, Anna is still saying, why did you take the photo? Why would you pose with Candace Owens? Anna. You're going to have to take it outside. Thanks to Van Jones, the United, the reunited states will be streaming and on demand starting February 9th. For more information on the documentary and for resources on how to foster these conversations in your own community, you can visit our website. Van, take a nap. We'll be right back. Laws are more important than people. Just craziness in an interview (laughs) that was supposed to just be them being like, we have this documentary that is yeah. like trying to reach people. I know. <laughs> That's what added like another layer of chaos to it was like what I was seeing in front of me was chaotic. And then remembering that they're actually trying to promote a documentary that Megan herself is a co-producer with Van on. It's like, meanwhile, everyone is kind of attacking Van. And I'm not not saying that they're not right in doing so. It was just like a chaotic layer to add to something that was supposed to be like, our co-host Megan produced a movie. Yeah. (laughs) So like we tweeted the clip of Joy saying, Van, take a nap, because it was Mm -hmm. just funny. Of, mm-hmm. Like we love chaos and yeah. Again, as with as with ninety nine point nine percent of things we tweet, we're just doing it because it's funny. <laughs> yeah, and it's like a very normal style tweet for us. Yeah. But this one somehow made it all the way to Candace Owens, <laughs> <laughs> which was shocking. So she saw our tweet. And quote Mm -hmm. tweeted it and said, Mm -hmm. OMG, I cannot stop laughing. At Anna Navarro just questioned Van Jones for taking a smiling picture with Candace Owens. Um, what? The radical left wants to unite America by making it a criminal act to smile in pictures with conservatives. Utterly psychopathic. And then replied to the tweet, to add context, Van Jones and I smiled together in a picture at a bipartisan event attended by both Republicans and Democrats for the First Step Act, prison reform. The women of The View are taking their obsession with me to new heights. To us. That's what she said. <laughs> to us. <laughs> to us. <laughs> that is what Candace Owens said to Deja The View. It's Isn't it funny, though, how so much of the attention that gets put on us conservatives uh or i guess anyone comes from us (laughs) reporting on people taking pictures people (laughs) whose politics they disagree with i was reminded of the queer eye candace cameron beret incident when i saw this yeah and then i thought the third like the 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 tat trick of what will happen with this is we will find ourselves at the center of a scandal <laughs> of our picture that we took with Megan. That is the only way that this ends. Yeah. But it wasn't over yet. Our mentions became so dark-sided and toxic. Yeah. So many people calling Anna Navarro names. Mm-hmm. And then before I knew it, <laughs> Megan Kelly had quote tweeted us. <laughs> And I have to say, like, when Candace Owens did it, it was like, ew, I don't want that. Then when Megyn Kelly did it, I was like, I'm kind of starstruck. Oh, my God. (laughs) 
my thought process was, yeah, I was like, oh my god, no, Candace. Then when the Megan Kelly one, I for an instant was like, oh my god, what? A little bit starstruck, but that's because in my mind I confused her with Charlize Theron playing her. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> then when I realized it was actually the <laughs> the real human. Then I was like, back to, okay, whatever. I was like, that's the woman from the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly. Yeah. She said, how gross. He, can, he can't even take a picture with someone they don't like. I'm team Van Jones. Good for him and real Candace Owens for letting humanity triumph over politics once in a while. I'm team Vanjie. <laughs> Actually, this reminded me that someone like DM'd us about Megan Kelly recently. I thought it was a little interesting. Un- so unrelated to this. Unrelated, but related. Okay. Uh, Dale sent us a DM that said, I have been meaning to get in touch with you all about her. Megan Kelly mentions The View, particularly Sunny, on her podcast all the time. Oh, my God. I think the grievance against Sunny might come from the fact that they were both federal prosecutors once upon a time, and Sunny is very successful, whereas Megan hosts a podcast out of her back bedroom while her kids do (laughs) online school in the next room. (laughs) I was listening quite heavily around the U.S. election. Don't judge me. I like mess. And Sunny would be shoehorned into her rants at least once an episode. She, oh my god. She once said that ABC offered her a role, but she didn't find it that attractive around the time that she left Fox News. This was shortly before Miss McCain joined the show. So make of that what you will. I had this on an iPhone note dated the 25th of October, but forgot to pass it on. <laughs> him, Thank you. Him being like... Um, Sunny is very successful, whereas Megan hosts a podcast out of the ba- her back bedroom while her kids do online homework. Is very Phaedra Parks being like, oh he God. ejaculated into a cup so he could get $10 to go buy a medium-sized pizza. <laughs> it has the same energy to me. Yeah, it does. But yeah, I didn't I didn't know that. But I knew that Sunny I knew she wasn't pleased that Sunny had written about her in her book. Right. Yeah, I'm not I'm not I I haven't been I'll admit I haven't been keeping up with Megan. And so that's why to me, when I saw Megan Kelly's name, I literally thought it's the woman from the movie. <laughs> then I remembered all of the like real life things that have happened <laughs> outside of that movie with her and I was like, uh but thanks for the new followers. <laughs> but this one's actually kind of the craziest one when you like stop and think about it is our tweet got reposted mm-hmm. by Kaylee McEnany. <gasps> Deja the View was on Kaylee McEnany's Twitter. No. She embedded the tweet. She took the time to copy and paste the tweet into a note and then take the part of it that you embed the link and post it. Oh, my God. Craziness. And yeah. And like, so she said, this is insane and intolerant. 
Van Jones is one of the kindest people. When few put politics aside, he did in partnering with the Trump admin on criminal justice reform. But apparently he can't take a picture with Candace Owens. More of Van, less of this. Downwards arrow. Pointing at, oh pointing at our video pointing at us. that says Deja the View. <laughs> pointing at Deja the View. That's kind of oh crazy. My God. And I'm not saying I like that. I'm just saying no. that's fucked. That we... I don't like it. To me, it's extremely cursed. And I feel like when this happens, we it, I feel like we're flying too close to the sun sometimes. And... It's like it's it's um, dangerous, uncharted waters for me. And that was the the other feeling that set in with the Megyn Kelly thing. I was like, we talk about Megyn Kelly. Megyn Kelly should not be talking about us. But, <laughs> yeah, no? but it's like they're not talking about there's no awareness of Deja the View. No, no, no. Like, yeah, but like indirectly. That's why it feels like we're flying too close to the sun. We but, haven't yet. But, burst into flames but, because she's not talking about us but it's a little too close but you for me. literally just said that like an hour ago when megan mccain tweeted free britney and then i said hot topic <laughs> next week and she said i'm on it you were like we're flying too close to the sun <laughs> yes again because i feel the same way it's like we talk about megan talking about britney we shouldn't be influencing what megan is talking about in my mind, well, that's my listen, my um, anxiety. Someone has to produce the show. <laughs> <laughs> cease and de- cease and desist incoming. <laughs> to cease and desist. To cease and desist. <laughs> um. Yeah. So that is the story of how we entered the bombshell cinematic universe. They, they then discussed 900 topics relating to quarantine. <laughs> that, that's all I have to say about the last four weeks on The View. I think that about sums it up. <laughs> Kevin, always a pleasure. Always a privilege. Always a pleasure to see you through webcam while I'm podcasting from my back bedroom with my kids doing homeschool in the other room (laughs) where we all have covid if you want to hear more deja the view you can click on our patreon where there are bonus episodes we release a new episode every time we drop a regular episode so bonus episode incoming Mm -hmm. we love ratings and reviews on apple podcast and always feel feel free and feel empowered to leave us Mm. a dm Mm -hmm. or a voice memo like aunt liz yeah so have a great day everyone wear your mask this is something i want to talk about what Whoopi has like stopped doing the sign off. It's turned into her oh. just listing things that people should do. Like like Bob Barker. Yeah, like yeah, like spay and neuter your pets, wear a mask, check in on your friends, call your neighbor, do your laundry, clean up that mess you left. Shovel snow, put down salt. <laughs> It's like, what? No, what? Yeah, no. (laughs) That's not how we end the show, Whoopi. Not (laughs) bye-bye. But don't worry. We're going to keep doing it. So have a great day, everyone, and take a little time to enjoy. 
flashlight night. <laughs> Hit it, Abby. That's all, folks. See you later. John Huntsman, the real job creator. C-O-P. Join the hunt. C-O-P. C-O-P. Van, take a nap.